0: to the Loudmouth Project's Voices of Reason. I'm Jason Lee. Today, I'm joined by Weber State Political Science Professor Leah Murray. We're going to talk about all things politics and some conspiracy stuff, too. Uh, Amy's out, so it's just going to be uh, me and Professor Murray. So, uh, first of all, I we, we've been talking for the last, I don't know, 45 minutes about everything. How did you get involved in how, how did you find yourself wanting to become a political scientist, real quick?
1: Sure. So, if we go deep tracks, right? So, um, 1994 is a watershed election, um, and it's a very sexy election. If you're old enough, you remember Contract with America. Mm-hmm. It, you probably know who Newt Gingrich is. That's when he becomes a star. A star. He yes, becomes exactly. famous. Um, and I had actually wanted to be a journalist, right? So my goal was to be Woodward and Bernstein. Okay. <laughs> right? um,
0: Watergate people, look wa- it up.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> a <laughs> so very lo- little goals. Yeah. Um And standing there um, in my – I went to Syracuse University and watching the results One coming in. One of the finest in.
0: journalism schools and communication schools in the country, Thank by you. the way. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm it's standing
1: true. in Newhouse. That's I'm right. yeah. um, watching results coming in and just – being stunned and I was getting a degree in political reporting um, and being told by a professor, you just got to say what happens. And I thought, yeah, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really wanted to know why. <laughs> why, why is this happening? Why yes. is this happening? And um, and I'm from um, New York and we had had a Governor Cuomo who is not this Governor That's Cuomo, right. his, but dad. His, his dad, his um, dad who lost to a man that no one had ever heard from, from a teeny tiny town in New York State. And George I was Pataki. like, yeah, George Mataki And I was like, what is happening? So there was a part of me that just said, I don't want to just report what's happening. I want to explain what is going on, right? Okay. And so I pivoted to political science um, in order to be able to do that. So
0: okay, so let's. Then I'm going to ask you everything I want to know. <laughs> so first of all, the reason I, I wanted to have you on is because. So look, this, there's been this of late. Uh, I would say at least in the last five years, maybe probably more. There, there's been this uh, a, an amazing array of conspiracies bandied about. We even with COVID, right? So right now. People feel like it's a a government uh, plot to somehow uh, make us uh, uh, acquiesce to whatever the the government wants, which is, in my mind, insane because this is the same government who can't even pass immigration legislation when they get to make all the rules and then – uh, Democrats and Republicans don't play together. So right. that's it's and it takes too many people. And we know nobody there can keep a secret. Right. So for those reasons alone, that wouldn't work. <laughs> but then, you know, the, the whole idea about remember when uh, Hillary Clinton was running, they thought she was in some crazy cabal that was in some pizza joint right. in D.C. And uh, they were having some sex cult thing going on. Right. I, I, I never understood. And then QAnon, which to me, I I I, I don't get it. I literally do not get it. So, can you
1: help me get it? Yes, I can. (laughs) Please. So, let's chat about this. And I love how you think it's just the last five years (laughs) when... I'm oh, not you, <laughs> No, but you know, you know okay, better, right? the Kennedy assassination. Right? <laughs> oh, my goodness, right? The, the Kennedy assassination. Okay. Um, 9-11 was a conspiracy, right? So right. blowing up those buildings was somehow right. America did that. Um, if we, and we're talking about like tyrants in history, every time a tyranny is coming to power, there is a conspiracy theory that they are pushing that allows them to push the regime mm-hmm. out. out, right? So I want to say the human brain and psyche is uniquely vulnerable (laughs) to not being skeptical. Are you saying we're suckers? Yes. (laughs) We are all suckers. (laughs) Um, And so what happens is uh, we are just prone to thinking there must be some grand story right so I
0: we just can't take it for what is what is no soup, you but know, what think it
1: about it right like think about pop culture so I always talk about um, when I talk about conspiracy theories like I'm a huge fan of the x-files Okay. OK, and if you watch the X-Files in the 90s and you're probably not as nerdy as I am. so is maybe it? You didn't Scully do that. and what's the other guy's Mulder. name? Mulder. Mulder <laughs> right? and Scully, that's right. And I man, I was all in Right, that the government knew <laughs> that they were aliens and the world would be a much better place. <laughs> if forgot we're forgot about
0: the aliens. Area 51, <laughs> right. New Mexico. That's right. right. All that stuff. Yeah. Right.
1: So why is a show like X-Files so popular? Why are we still having shows like I think HBO Max, but I beg your pardon, it might be another streaming service because it might have been Amazon Prime, had a show in 1963, right? We are obsessed with these moments, oh, uh, Kennedy. the Kennedy assassination, yes, yes, right? Like it's based on a Stephen King novel. Um, so we are obsessed with these moments where the obvious easy answer can't possibly be
0: <laughs> the, it can't, right it can't, can't possibly be true that. It can't possibly be it true. It's the like easy, easy yes.
1: thing that happens. Yes. So, so the human mind just kind of likes that. We like those big backstories. We like thinking about um, what could be behind the scenes. All right. So just put that there. You're I human. Wish people too.
0: Could see me because I'm like, I hear you say it. like, God, we're terrible.
1: <laughs> no, we're, just, we're, we're just such idiots. We're suckers. We are. <laughs> like you said. Um, then, okay. So then we think about the United States and we are a democracy. So we are predisposed to think that individuals are fabulous. All right. So we've okay. got a real like individualist kick it's true. in our stride. Um, so you add kind of a human impulse to where we are um, prone to fits of fancy. Right. So we think story is the the right story instead of like the obvious, easy, Occam's razor kind of answer. Right. Um, And then we're pretty sure we're fabulous. Right. Right, We
0: we think we're the greatest ever. Yeah.
1: We well, we think our country's the greatest Uh, ever. And we think individuals are the greatest ever. And we think, you know, the way I talk about it is it takes a pretty pretty like kick in a stride. To be someone, and so we'll just pick on Utah, who grabs like a handcart and walks across I-80 to live somewhere they've never like seen. seen before,
0: that's right. right in, the like, desert, no <laughs> in the desert, no less. In the desert,
1: next to a salt lake, right? So, right. So, so, <laughs> so you add like that, so there's a particular DNA kind of, and that kind of people who thinks they're all that, mm-hmm. right? To the conspiracy theory kind of vulnerability. So the United States, we are prone, right, to being, it can't be. The easy answer. And we're right. So, um, you know, this week um, we were chatting a little bit about COVID, right? You just mm-hmm. mentioned COVID. So we, this week, Dr. Dunn, who I um, very much respect. 100%. I think, good Lord. She, that I woman, mean, yes. her job. How smart
0: is she <laughs> to be able to do this and handle all this pressure? I know. She's and wanting. in
1: the last year, right? Like, whew. Um, and she's just like, well, here's a deal. We're going to ask for mask mandate in Salt Lake County schools aged you know, five through twelve, K mm-hmm. through twelve. Why? Because they're the only ones who can't get vaccinated, and this Delta variant's killing us. And we just know it's going to be a god awful year in our ICU. I mean, all reasonable. Right.
0: So we yeah. have we have history <laughs> right, to, to, that has given us this blueprint for how not to behave. Yeah. To- I'm, we're trying to avoid that happening again.
1: Right. We're like the you know all reasonable. Evidence-based positions. Evidence, what is that? Right, right you know. It'll give um, me facts. Yeah, but, like, evidence-based positions, um, and, you know, your friend on the street's like, I'm not getting vaccinated, because I read on somewhere that they, you're, what was that lovely woman, the key stuck to her skin, or, like, now um, we're magnetized, or it's going to be some oh, yeah, kind of right, chip, right? right, like, that yeah. the government's going to track us, she right? She said that to Congress, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And yeah. so what's interesting about that is, uh, and we're speaking about this, and, and, and even locally, this is happening around the country, right? Correct. So every state is having this kind of discussion. Right. And what I what I find uh, crazy is that already the local county council is basically told we're going to vote that down. I think today,
1: it. right? Yes. They're meeting today. Yeah. But, and this happens again.
0: This is everywhere, right? So uh, particularly conservatively conservatively led legislatures are having the same kind of naysayer attitude, like we we don't want to do that, despite the fact. That all evidence to the contrary would show them that if you did it now, you could uh, prevent something from happening that we know basically destroyed our economy before. And we try not to have that happen to our children, to our children. You know, the ones that we always claim to say, let's do it for the children. Right. And I don't even have kids. And I'm thinking they can live with it. You know why? Because kids are way more, uh, they, they can, they're flexible. You can ask them to do something. They'll hate it for a minute and then they'll be like, whatever. You know, that's right. those are the kind of people you want to try to reach. When we come back, I want to uh, ask you some more about some of these conspiracies. And, and more importantly, is there any way to dispel them in a way that we can be productive? Or is this something, uh, and I'm going to imagine, I hate to say this, that we're going to have to live with for the rest of our lives? Speaking today with uh, Weber State University political science professor Leah Murray, this is Voices of Reason. Jason Lee, back with Voices of Reason, today speaking with Weber, science political, Weber State political science professor, <laughs> Leah Murray. And I don't even have to read that anymore. I, I keep saying to myself, I could just do this now in my sleep because we've talked so long. So conspiracies, we're talking, uh, and we'll get to some more political stuff later on. But I wanted to uh, – you, you wanted to mention – Kind of how this QAnon thing has taken hold and and why we are so vulnerable to it, 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 kind of in the state we're in.
1: Yeah, like why. So, right. We kind of talked about it historically. We're just going to do this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's another kind of phenomenon that's happening right now, which is an upswing in – you know, alienation is one way to talk about it. People feeling disaffected. Um, and that leads to kind of a populist move. Um, and it's not just the United States, right? So if you think about, um, we could go back a couple of years pre-COVID, we could do Brexit, right? So it's England basically saying, what? How dare we be a part of... You know, something some we've Europe. been a
0: part of for the last 20 plus yeah, years for a long time yes. <laughs> and that we are big But in. They always kept the pound. They didn't go to the no, euro. I mean, they, that's they were, right. There was part of them that always wanted to be separate. They did it begrudgingly.
1: That's right. So yes. you want to kind of say I want to be careful to say it's a human phenomenon. Yes. Right. OK. Um, but this kind of populism, which we've seen across the world in elections over the last, you know, four or five years, mm-hmm. um, which is basically people being frustrated. So populism is a result of. Um, Explain populism. To me. Yeah. So it's uh, this, you know, it's like individualism on hyperdrive. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like the people matter the most. That's why populism. Mm-hmm. It is elites are not trustworthy. OK, so populism basically says you could get all the information you need at your corner market. Or, um, you know, de Tocqueville 200 years ago would talk about it in America. People go out to their fence post <laughs> to figure out what their opinion is. Because that's is.
0: where the people with the most knowledge are, at the fence post or at the market at or the water At the
1: market, cooler. right. And so – and again, that's, and again, not uniquely American, right? Like right it's right. the idea is I'm going to trust my neighbors more than I'm going to trust anyone else. And I've got a real distrust of elites. So if you are Britain, so we'll pick on Britain for a second. I'm going to distrust any of the economists who told us we should have gotten into Brexit. I'm going to distrust any decision being made in any kind of EU, <laughs> the European Union that looks very sus, right, right. out there in the world. Um, and we can do this better. And they don't even vote for – like they just vote to end and then it's two years of figuring out how to do that and they're like, we don't even know how to – I mean it's a hot mess. So
0: They didn't didn't even think about the the potential uh, ramifications of their vote.
1: Not at all. All So when we think of that and that kind of phenomenon we were seeing around the world, which is basically people being fed up with Mm -hmm. elites making decisions. So so you add that all together. It's a beautiful stew (laughs) of – A real lack of trust in our experts, you know, and think of any of your friends, right? So they're like, I went to the doctor and the doctor diagnosed this. So I Googled it and (laughs) I came up with it. Because I didn't believe him. Because I didn't believe the doctor who's got like a degree. Uh, A a, a medical degree, right. Right. So that. All right. So then you've got really hard times, right? So I'm feeling alienated. I'm feeling disconnected. I don't trust elites. And again, this has been in the works for a while. So it's like decades of... Um, lack of trust in media, lack of trust in the government, and those numbers are just a slope going down, right? All right. Um, this year we go under 50% of people going to church. So lack of trust wow. in church institutions, right? So it's all across the spectrum. So there's,
0: there's there's no particular bias. This is just we, more and more we, we don't trust institutions.
1: Correct. No, that's a beautiful way to say it, right? So we don't trust any of the cue givers mm-hmm. who may have helped us Behave reasonably, right? Up until now, right. Yeah, yeah. So what happens is, so you've got America's kind of weird, and we like conspiracies, and we're individualists, and we've got a populist upsurge kind of happening where we are all sure anyone who's an elite is suspicious, right? So if Angela Dunn is telling us—by the way, I have a 12-year-old son— um, he'll be wearing a mask. <laughs> I have an under 12-year-old son. I'm sorry. He'll be wearing a mask. So I just want to be clear. But if Angela Dunn's telling me, I'm going to like Google it. <laughs> I'm going
0: right, like, right, right.
1: to chat with my friends. I'm going to ask my 11-year-old what he thinks. Like that's, so you know. to me,
0: let's, let's use that COVID for example. Yeah. So I know people who don't wear masks, who have not been vaccinated. And, so, and then I also, I listened to a recent podcast uh, from the Daily uh, New York Times. Yeah. And they spoke to people who, for various reasons, have not been vaccinated. And fortunately, they did find a range of people for, for different reasons, you know, because it's not all the same. Right. Right. Some of them had less rational reasons. The, this one guy he, they had, he basically says he's not an early adopter. So he's one of those people that thinks, well, you know, I I kind of think it's not a bad idea, but I don't I don't really trust it at this point. So I'm going to wait and kind of see
1: need a bigger right? end waiting, waiting for you. Yeah. But he also says, you know, yeah. look,
0: I don't leave my house if I don't have to. You know, he he, he says to himself. I recognize I'm not going to be vaccinated, so I'm not going to put myself at risk necessarily if there is a risk, but I don't know how much of a risk there really is, so I don't want to go to the extreme of actually taking the vaccination. Though he did say, at some point, I might end up getting it. Yeah, yeah. But then there's another lady who just says she's had COVID twice, been to the hospital once, was so bad she was there almost a month, and lost her mother. And yet, and yet, she still thinks it's a government conspiracy she will not in any way take this thing i will you know just keep on going and she won't make her uh, she's going to allow her teenage son to make his own decision yeah. so i mean those are just two examples of very uh, different reasons for not doing something uh, based on some conspiratorial kinds of thoughts but again there's that individualist part of who we right. are and and i don't necessarily have a problem with it i mean i you know you can d- agree or disagree with why somebody does something But there's part of me that sees where they're coming from. I mean, they they don't want to be forced to do something because too often in in institutions, they make it that if you don't do it, then there's something wrong with you. And this is their way of expressing their individuality and standing up and say, well, there's nothing wrong with me. I just don't want to do what you want me to do.
1: Yeah. But also this country has a lovely history i doing really awful things to people. All right? So I just want to be, <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, let's just start with all the other okay, stuff. Right, you know? But yes, yes. So to a certain extent, if you are in a community where the government historically has not treated people in your community well, mm-hmm. you are not unreasonable right. to say, yeah, I'm not really cool with the government coming around with like a shot. That's right. Okay. With a needle? I'm not right, taking that. I'm yes. not doing that. Yeah. And so – you know and then we add to it it's all so intense right and so a lot of people don't understand i don't think there's a lot of scientific literacy so what's mm. happening is like the person who's like i'm not an early adopter like i love that um and i get it right i totally get that but so the answer is it's moving fast because it's a brand new mm-hmm. right Isn't and so you can good. imagine like the first time smallpox would have arrived and everyone would have been like the spanish flu yeah or this right you know do we get it once and are we immune again right. and we don't know anything about this so it's a mess And science is moving. That's right. Okay, because it's adapting to new information as science does, right? right. And then we all watch that and go, but last month they said this, and the month before they said that, and the month before, and I already don't trust you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I already think if it's the FDA, that's a government plot. If it's the CDC, it's a government Government plot. plot. I don't trust what they're doing. And now it's something different. And if I'm not particularly literate in how science moves, and especially at a rapid pace, right, right? I have got all sorts of reasons not to trust them. not to trust them even right. though I
0: mean you know they they used to think that the world was flat you know right. and they demonized the guy who said uh well, Galileo right right the, that you're an idiot and right. we, we, you <laughs> must be a, some kind of witch or whatever you know yeah, right so we, we we think that everything stays the same and it's black and white but there's not there's right. th- total gradations going over time right and we we find out that the theories we had initially we're not right. Right. You know, we there's I'm sure there are people who think that we're the only galaxy in the world. Now, scientists will tell you that's totally not true. Right. However, but because you can't see it, they don't necessarily believe otherwise, even though billions of us believe in a god they can't see or feel or, or hear, but they they still buy into that. So you they, we we pick and choose. Right. Because we we feel like one thing may make sense where another thing might may not. So there isn't oh because this is irrational I mean by nature I guess you 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 can't expect it to be consistent. We got about a minute to go.
1: Yeah, no I think that's totally right because we're not rational. Right? right? But the point is we have instincts. And so the 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 point of reason is to keep working against your natural instinct, right? So right. what you have to say is like I have to wake up and brush my teeth today. Yes. <laughs> would rather not do that just keep moving i I would rather just but i have to right so that's reason stepping in Mm -hmm. um but that's work right you're like that's not passive that's an active move right so you have to always be saying i'm having this reaction i'm pretty sure it's x-files but (laughs) you know what i mean your reason steps in to help you make a better choice
0: when we come back i want to talk about more how this uh, affects our political lives because we we have these things and it it actually helps us uh either approve or disprove of the candidates we we end up voting for. So that's kind of weird to me. Speaking today with uh, Leah Murray. She's a political science professor from Weber State University, my alma mater. And uh, I'm Jason Lee. This is Voices of Reason. Jason Lee, Voices of Reason, today speaking with Leah Murray, political science professor at Weber State University. Uh, We were talking earlier about Ronald Reagan. He is a political icon today, despite the fact that at the time there was a lot of controversy about how he ran the country and and some of the the principles he espoused. And one of the things I remember is that um, (laughs) I felt as though his policies didn't match what... uh, what the country needed necessarily, he lowered taxes, but then he made us spend all his money trying to do the space race because he wanted to destroy the Soviet Union at the time, and he was successful, yeah. but he was also successful in putting us in the deepest uh deficit in at the time in history, you know so it it and we are still feeling the impacts of that today, you know uh, Bill Clinton was able to balance the budget once, but we haven't even been close to that since so we're, we're at, I'm trying to understand how a person who during his time, it's purported to have done some great things, but he also did a lot of stuff that wasn't so great, but yet people still revere him and people like him. I mean, we can say the same thing about FDR, uh, JFK, famously, and, you know, others like him. And, 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 again, I'm trying to stay away from picking on the same tropes that we, we, we do here, uh, Jimmy Carter, for instance. You know, it's how do we find our way to uh, buy into the, the legend more than the deeds of the person or the individual that we're uh, we're looking at.
1: Yeah, and I like that you just said Jimmy Carter. So, and it's about how you feel, right? It's about your emotional connection. So, the story I tell about President Carter was energy was an issue. Mm-hmm. You know, he was totally. right. Okay?
0: Like, Not only was he right, but he was wearing that sweater to turn that heat down and know. just sit in front of your fireplace he if you got. He would one.
1: wear that sweater. That's right. Um and he gave speeches, I would almost say because he was a Baptist preacher. It was a little bit like a sermon. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like five times about how you you should use energy. And his popularity went down. Each time, right? Like his staff should have said, "Mr. President, well, stop Remember, talking."
0: Famously, if, if you're a person of a certain age in the '70s, there were lines to get gasoline. Yeah, and it was, it was his oil embargo. You know, it's yeah. he he had a tough time. Yeah, right. and
1: you can, I, you know, I grew up when I started driving. You couldn't go more than 55 miles per That's hour, right. which now that was I'm the like national speed limit. Right, like I was always angry. You could that. do that on State Street now. Right? Like, I was like that oppression. Right, right. right. Jimmy Carter. Um, and he was right, and he had all the evidence. And he was right, yes. Totally reasonable, and he made people feel terribly about themselves. And that's why he lasted four Ooh, years. Four minutes, right? Like, right. He was in there one term because President Reagan came in and said, it's not that bad, right. and we can do things, and we can move things, right? Um, and that emotional response matters. Um, we are social creatures, right? Humans mm-hmm. are connected to other people, and we do not— you know, like I always think about like art, music and politics. We could kind of like talk about that, mm-hmm. right? Like we are moved by a song we hear, or we are moved by, right? Like those kind of things. We are not moved by you know, like climate change science. I mean, I just, you know, I'll pick on climate change for just a second, but like it's like, you know, all right. I mean, I, I could see it. I know it's yeah. wrong. Oh my lord, these fires, right? right? Like, but, right. So a good politician, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to move you because what Ronald Reagan's going to do is reframe the entire conversation. So he's going to end new-, new deal. So FDR kind of said the government solves things. Remember right, right. Reagan basically say- says
0: I'm here from the, the the one of the most uh, the worst words you can hear are I'm here from the government here I'm here to help you I'm here
1: to help you right and his reframe was the government is the problem that's right. not the solution even though by the way he's the government even though he was the government so but, he's he, he, what he's saying is <laughs> you should hate me that's right I know and nobody heard it that way <laughs> no somehow. no no so again so you're gonna do that whole shift I mean that like like fifty sixty years of the way the country's been operating to a new okay. Um, and you're not going to do that with numbers, right? You're just no, not right. going to yeah. do that with data. Work, right, right? Right. So what we're going to do is we're going to tell stories um, and his, you know, like, um, I'm going to pitch you on huge deficits, which results in huge debt, because I'm going to say we're going to cut your taxes because that's a great story. Everybody Especially, wants to hear that. And also we needed money, right? right? Like what we were talking about earlier, the interest rates, interest rates were up to t- nearly 20%.
0: Right, that's right? right,
1: you know, so that's nuts. And so we want, like that story. And we also are being taught to be afraid, right, of the Soviet Union. You mm-hmm. mentioned the Soviet Union, and we were talking <laughs> the <alien>. Red Menace. <laughs> yeah, the Red Menace, and like any minute, we were going to be oh, yeah. destroyed the, by the,
0: them. The, the, uh, Star Wars, right? Yes, uh, because yeah. the Russians were going to send missiles
1: anytime, anytime, now. any second, right? So what we're being taught is you, so that fear, right? Um, so he use that
0: emotion. Yeah, we're
1: going to use him. that emotion, and we're going to persuade you to vote for policies that result in deficits and debts. Um, and so it's not rational, but I want to kind of say we do it, right? <laughs> do over and over again. Like, Right. And it's not because we're stupid or we're crazy, but it's a human impulse to react emotionally. It is not easy to be skeptical, right? So like, let me go yeah. back.
0: I-, I love how you said that. It's not because we're stupid, but because <laughs> we are, we're being touched in a way right. that uh, prompts us To behave in a certain way. Right. Right. So it's it's your emotional mind or your emotional feeling somehow that state overriding your your logical mind. Right. Is that that what I'm hearing?
1: No, totally. And so let's use like a not sexy kind of reason example of a big policy. But think about. um, So Americans will like cannot stand the United States Congress. Right. Mm -hmm. But we have our incumbency get. Re election rates <laughs> like are like in the ni- 80, yeah. 90%. Yeah. And the approval rates of our member is usually 60, 70%, no matter where you go. So the institution's evil, but the person who I saw in the grocery store right. or the person who I met in the land, like, right, who looked me in the eye and shook that's my right, hand, right. right? Like, and I'm like, that's a person. Um, and so you'll talk about like um, uh, fraud, right? So we'll talk right. about Congress members being naughty, right? you know, and then like totally. <laughs> going prison. Right, Going to prison, that's being right. indicted. And their voters being like, but he's a good person (laughs) or she's a wonderful. Right. And so that emotional connection, human to human, often overrides.
0: I'm trying to think the guy from California who all along uh, he threw his wife under the bus. He said she was the one misspending uh, campaign funds. Then he ends up going to prison and then he got a um, hunter or something or other. And he uh, he got a pardon from President Trump. Yeah. Despite the fact he was in prison. Yeah. He, He had done what he said. In Chicago, because if you're governor, you, one of the uh, uh, prerequisites is you have to recognize you're going you're gonna to go to prison at some point <laughs> because you will commit a crime. Uh, Rob Blagojevich famously, yeah. and I think Donald Trump loved him because he had ridiculous hair too, but uh, <laughs> but at least his was real. So he pardoned Blagojevich. People, he's like Procyonagrade in Chicago, uh, in Illinois, right? Because we know what he did, and we we're we're used to it. Yeah, because our governors, they're crooks. Yeah, yeah. However, you know. Past any kind of logic, you find uh, people who are your leaders, who are from the government, telling you they they demonize the 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 institution they work for. Right. They lead, not even work for, but then they give you a little money, and uh, by cutting your taxes, your your deficit goes up, your debt goes up, and what you don't realize is that your life just got worse. Not just you, but the generation following you, their That's lives right. got worse too. We, we're so we're sometimes. Sh- so short-sighted that we don't realize the mistakes we're making, and we re- repeatedly make them generation after generation.
1: Right, but even in you know your own personal life, right? Like, so if I sit down, I'm like, if I have these potato chips, <laughs> I am going to pay for that. Right? We are don't always make the best decisions. Right? Like, I, I shouldn't food eat that e- sugar. Right? My doctor you're told not, me not to do that. I did not That's do right. that. Yes. Um, but again, and you know, Aristotle says right, like it's a habit. So you're supposed to be training your reason. To be checking. I don't need these. I shouldn't be eating two hours from dinner. You can see where my head's a little out, right? So, my, my work in progress always. Yeah. yeah. So right. So it's kind of it's a human condition, and it requires agency mm-hmm. to check it, and it's hard to always be checking all the things. Right.
0: Yeah, and yeah. sometimes you have to check your own agency, right? Right. 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 Okay. So uh, look, when we come back, I want to uh, for the last segment. I want to see if the. Uh, Are there any solutions or is there a way to maybe rethink some of what we do so that we can avoid some of the mistakes? I I recognize, you know, we're going to still follow that emotional part of us because and I get that. But there's got to be some way we can do it in a a more uh, productive fashion. Uh, I'm Jason Lee speaking with uh, political science professor Leah Murray. This is Voices of Reason. Jason Lee, Voices of Reason, back again, talking today with political science professor Leah Murray. Uh, in this last segment, I wanted to kind of get a sense from you. You know, you, you mentioned to me that we we are led by our emotions more than our logical brain. And I would imagine history has shown that that's probably going to happen because we we talked offline about uh, how history is replete with stories of people, <clears throat> people like um, Adolf Hitler, who was a wonderful orator. He was able to move people so much so that he got people to believe a tiny country in Europe – is going to be able to take over the whole world, yeah. and and you know we we look we don't look on him uh, so fondly uh, at this point in history, but at the time he was uh, an enormous influence, and even today I would suggest that he still is a, an enormous influence on those who have a certain bent on and what they see society should look like, mm-hmm. literally should look like. Yeah. Okay. So he was able to reach into people's emotion. He was able to, to uh, make them feel good about themselves and. Uh, say their issues were based on these other people at the time they were Jews. But today we we demonize folks from other countries. Right. We, I imagine there's always going to be some room for that because that's just kind of how our, our lives are. But is there a way, though, that we as a society can maybe work to change and, and, and move the discourse into a, a way where it's less acrimonious, it's less emotionally based and more based on... What may be good for the uh, you know for all of uh, our uh, social community or society?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure you'll like the answer. So let's talk about it. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, but I like how you brought up Hitler because remember that was also a conspiracy theory. Right. So what Jewish people were were communists from other countries who ran the banks and were in charge of the economy, which was co- causing it to collapse. That's right. Fair, fail. So That's right. and that is a again kind of a psychological tick, right? And what we do is we other somebody else. Yes. So if I've got to build, and we know this, I'm like a sports fan. I don't know if you're a sports fan, yeah. but like, you know, the other team is the enemy, right? If like, you're <laughs> the Yankees,
0: the Red Sox are always the yes, devil. That's right. That's right. If right. you're from Chicago, you are genetically predisposed to hate the Packers. That's right. I, I got
1: gotcha, it Right. Like right. that. Oh my gosh. Totally that. So we kind of, that team mentality, yeah. that kind of tribalism, we do. Hmm. Um, and it's, Powerful. It's powerful identity building. It's powerful mm-hmm. um, ego building. Does that make sense? Yeah. And to a certain, It makes you feel
0: good about yourself.
1: Yeah, but also it makes you know who you are. I am not a Packers fan. Right? Right? I'm not. But, you know, like, I'm not from Chicago. <laughs> I'm actually a New York Giants fan, and it's depressing. It but is, anyway. I, say, I feel bad for you. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard team. <laughs> but I have the Yankees. They're my team. Well, you could go
0: for the Jets, which would be almost worse.
1: Yeah, I know. And you just saw my reaction. <laughs> like, I couldn't even go to the Jets. That, okay, so so all of that's there. Um, When it's political, it gets really nasty, right? Because now what we're going to do is other, um, and we're going to say they're wrong, and we're going to close borders, and we're going to say, so what we are looks like something, right? Okay. Um, And the answer about America, which I think is super cool, so I just watched the Olympics, and the thing I love about the Olympics is I'm like, America just looks like all the countries. Do you know what I mean? Like, so if you watch, like, Norway playing stuff, like, it looks... Like, oh, like Norwegians, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all kind of look like the same. <laughs> like, yeah. yes. But America rolls in, it's like <laughs> yes. you in know, this beautiful oh, it's gorgeous. Kind of menagerie of oh, yes, yes. beautiful. And as it should be, and I'm like that. I'm there Proud for of that. that yeah. But then it's hard because we've so many groups in our group. Okay? So we have an ability to turn on each other fast, right? Where mm. You know, so it's tricky, right? Like, And we're othering people in other countries who have people in their group here. Do
0: you, oh, right, you know what right. I mean? sure, like Asian sure, Americans, or, right? So right, right. we're
1: going to hate China. but Even there, though there's
0: a, a bunch of Chinese people yeah, here exactly, living their lives as US who citizens. Who are us. That's right.
1: Right, okay, so we've got that kick. So that's hard. I wouldn't change it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I like that. So you've got to work. Like, that takes work to be like, the group is something else. Um, and then the other answer is democracy it makes us how do, The answer is democracy is not the right answer. That's what I what I said earlier. You might not like the answer.
0: Democracy is not yeah, the right answer because when you were what asking, are you a communist? yeah, come no, on now. <laughs> There's only two options here. No,
1: no, no. I love that. It's authoritarianism right, right, or, right? or democracy or democracy. And the answer is, by the way, climate change would be solved if you had an environmentalist authoritarian. That's right. right? Okay, yes. so democracy makes it really hard to address complicated questions hmm. like COVID like climate change. Um democracy, like the economy, even. Yeah, right and the right. economy, any yeah. of these kind of things yeah. that require, you know, logic, like and you nuance, said. Too. And nuance, yes. So what you would do in a democracy is you push the people out as much as possible. So what you do is representative democracy. So the idea is... Which is what
0: actual America really is, is a representative correct. democracy. That's right.
1: So That's part of the reason why we have Angela Dunn and people like her is we do a civil service system that we've had since the 1880s where we say... if you be appointed. Right. You get appointed. Like you're going to be tested. And if you are smart enough, right, mm-hmm. like how you become a Navy SEAL. We use another mm-hmm. example. You've got to actually... Have the skills to do, right, to do it. You don't have your dad was a Navy SEAL and now you're a Navy SEAL. So we build in that to try to get to reason. Um, but then our democracy demonizes bureaucrats, right? So we other like people who are public servants, Ugh, right? So the answer is we need more ex- We hate
0: ourselves and we love ourselves at the same I time.
1: I know. So it's tricky. We're Sybil. Yeah. 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 No,
0: Sybil. You know, the. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's her name? Um, yeah. Sally no. Field.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Look it up, kids. Yeah. I okay. <laughs> no, I was with yeah. you. Um, but yeah, so it's like. It, so the answer is, yeah. it takes work, right? Okay. So my answer is to teach political science and to teach government and try to teach students to be cr- critical consumers of their own thought. Right? Okay. Right. Like, so it's not. Do you know what I mean? Like, B, I always tell my students, you need to listen to the daily, but you also got to pick up the Wall Street Journal, That's and you got to right. So you've got to be critical consumers of it. Um, it's not on them. It's on you to do that work. So I guess the right answer is like education, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean, and good journalism, right? Uh-huh. and like that kind of the stuff to just be and out there. And good journalism
0: does uh, is out there, folks. I, yeah. I promise you that. Yeah. You just have to be discerning, right? Yes.
1: No, that's right. Right. Um, I like that. Discerning better than critical consumer. Yeah. I like discerning better. Well, yeah. no, I mean, uh, yeah. look, we,
0: we, there's no black and white, right? right? We like to believe it is, and maybe that makes it easier, Right. But the world, life, not easy never will be we right. got we got to lose that right. so what you do have to be able to do is critically think right and say to yourself you know don't pick one source don't you know it can't be just your uncle or the internet or any, first of all rarely use the internet but i, right. I would say
1: or your uncle or your,
0: or, or your uncle right you can listen to your uncle but then go talk to your uh, the uncle on the other side of the family That's right. so it's it, the idea though is find as much information and Come up with your own idea of that. I, as a reporter, I, people ask me, "What should I? Um, what should I? You know, where should I get my right. news?" And I say, "Well, first of all, never get it from one source. No less than three. And I'm serious. No less than three. More if you can. Right? Because there's information that you may get from one. that's always going to have this commonality. But then you you may find some extra stuff in somebody else's uh, writings or or, right. or reporting that can be useful to you. Right? And that would help you guide you in a way to get you closer to what the most truth is. Right. and So that's important.
1: Yeah. And I, the thing I would add to that. Yes. All of that. I would add too. you have to be aware of your own predispositions. Right. right. So the and I, we are
0: all predisposed we are all to predisposed. biases. So
1: yes. I teach a class with my students and we read the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> right. That's good. And it's an exercise in. Cognitive right. dissonance Because right? like you're like, here's the same story, story written
0: very different. Right. And I least. will say
1: to them, the headline from the Times resonates with me more. I need to know that. I need to like pause. and Don't, ex- that. don't be
0: willing to accept that. That's right. That's right. So and
1: I would say like on social media, if something causes you to rage or you're righteous. All right. So the rage is they're wrong. And the righteous says, boom, like yep, I've right. arrived and, that's, that's and I'm totally right. right. Don't share it. (laughs) If you're feeling that emotion, that has just triggered something that's not reasonable. Uh Uh-huh. Right.
0: It's an emotional response. That's right. It's an
1: emotional response. So you kind of go, I know this about myself. I feel righteous when I read the New York Times. And I got to pause. Do you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. check that emotion. Be aware of that emotion. I'm never going to not have it. Right. Right.
0: And right away, pick up the Wall Street Journal so you can realize <laughs> that's where right. you might have gone wrong. That's right. Or, that's right. you know,
1: like what's resonating with the other, other half side, of the country. Right. It's always right. good
0: to know what the other right. side believes, too, because truthfully, there's somewhere in the middle that's where right. you guys have many of the same ideas. As That's right. Out.
1: And to develop that shared identity in this
0: crazy divide. Right. Right, yes. right.
1: We need to do that. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, Leah Murray, I like I say, we could do this all day. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Really, Thank you. Thank really you for great. having me. Join us again for the next episode of the Loudmouth Project's Voices of Reason. If you have any comments about the show, please contact us via email at voramed at gmail.com, or you can find me at vorjasonl at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at adonsports and at jasonlee1. Our show's Twitter handle is at vorpodcast. Check out our Facebook page, and you can also find and subscribe to free episodes of our podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or any of the places where you might find interesting content. Be sure to review our show as well. we love to get your feedback, and it helps us grow our audience. Until next time, I'm Jason Lee. When you engage in passionate debate, do your best to keep your dialogue civil. Try to be the voice of reason. Voices of Reason is a production of the Loudmouth Project.